0: Is there any player that gained more Dynasty value than Pittsburgh Steelers running back Jalen Warren? We will explain his rise on this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football
1: Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke.
0: Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150. Bucks. If your bet wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. You can also read her at Pro Football Focus and Behind the Steel Curtain. On today's show, we are recapping the AFC North, which sent three teams to the playoffs in 2023. Good job, AFC North. Uh, (laughs) Discussing the biggest dynasty winners, losers, and trade targets. But I want to start with Pittsburgh Steelers running back Jalen Warren because he went from a part-time player in 2022 to somebody that we have to really start thinking about in our dynasty leagues.
1: I mean, Marcus, like the, the rise for Jalen Warren is probably unlike anything that we've seen in recent memory, especially considering the fact that there's another you know former first-round pick there sharing the backfield with him. I mean, we saw the the you know late round rookie and Isaiah Pacheco make his way to being a fantasy starter, but Jalen Warren's rise has to be even more incredible because of the pre- presence of Najee Harris, because of the fact that he is a former undrafted free agent. But I mean, Marcus, this 2023 season that he had, he was one of the most efficient running backs in the National Football League. I mean, top five in yards per attempt, yards after contact per attempt, yards per route run, misforced tackle rate. Like he absolutely dominated the running back landscape over 1,400 scrimmage or over uh, 1,100 scrimmage yards. But despite the fact that this is like he he just dominated efficiency metrics across the board at the running back position, I still think it's interesting because he still averaged fewer than 10 fantasy points per game Averages the overall RB 31 in fantasy points Mm. per game. Like the efficiency can't get much better than what we saw from Jalen Warren in 2023. So, what happens if we start to see maybe, you know, that workload increase a little bit? And, you know, he's, let's say we achieve a 50 50 split in the backfield with Najee Harris, which I'll remind everybody that's not the way that things were trending at the end of last year. Najee Harris was very much trending up in the second half of that season. We saw a number of costly mistakes from Jalen Warren, some fumbling issues. Like I don't think Jalen Warren had as as solid a close to the year as you might guess by those end of season ranks and efficiency could we be overvaluing Jalen Warren a little bit for dynasty because Marcus he's right now being drafted on average as the RB 21 RB 21. That's insane.
0: So you seem or at least sound a little bearish on Jalen Warren. Is that, is that fair?
1: Yeah, I like, and I want to, I want to be fair and I'm a Steelers fan. I really, I like Jalen Warren. I like Jalen Warren a lot. And what, he accomplished this year in a limited workload absolutely just blew my mind but again as a Steelers fan when I was watching those games at the end of last season when Jalen Warren was coming into the game in some crucial situations I was holding my breath a little bit because he did make some costly mistakes towards the end of last year now that's a real life football thing that you know, like me holding my breath when he comes in in some of these crucial situations because of some of the fumbling issues, because of like, and, and they were costly fumbles, mm-hmm. if you'll remember. But like, that is one of those real life, uh, you know, football things that can totally translate to a player's perceived value within their offense. And I think when you look at Najee Harris's trend in his carry totals, in that second half of last season, for me, it kind of told us like it, their team Najee. And I, I do think that their investment in Najee Harris is going to be a limiting factor. Now, obviously, you, you know, there's the Arthur Smith offense, which we saw, you know, obviously very favorable towards the run, some frustrating usage for B. Shawn Robinson. Obviously, he had plenty of. Uh, usage there for Tyler Algiers I don't I don't necessarily think that like maybe we're gonna see a change in the role for Jalen Warren but I don't think he's taking over the backfield and if he doesn't take over the backfield then is the ceiling for him RB 31 like that you know I I'm just wondering are we overestimating because I mean Marcus the climb in his dynasty value overall, it it's just been kind of a steady hype train. And I'm just, I'm not sure if he's going to return all of those investments.
0: Yeah. The reason we named him the biggest winners, because of the exact reason that you're pointing to right now, if you're watching this on YouTube, I mean, just what a year ago, his dynasty value was in the two hundreds and now he's inside the top 85, right? That's a huge rise, especially for a running back. So he I is mean, that, a that's
1: top seven round draft capital in your dynasty league, which I mean, that feels rich for a 25 year old running back who is the RB two on his team. Is he ever going to be a full workload guy? Cause I don't, I don't think that he is a full workhorse guy. Like I, I think Jalen Warren, a very, very different running back from Tony Pollard but I could see their usage being similar where like if he's relegated to a complementary role, we're going to see a lot of efficiency, but it might, you know, unlike Tony Pollard, that efficiency might not be as productive for fantasy football as we'd like. He didn't score a ton of touchdowns. Like he just, he posted one of the most efficient seasons that we could have possibly imagined for him and it still didn't pay off for fantasy. So I'm wondering what is the upside?
0: Let me ask you this. Who do you think is the better player between
1: Najee Harris and Jalen Warren? I might be biased, but I'm going to go with Najee Harris. Not necessarily think... in the beginning of their their careers, but this past year for Najee Harris, I, like if you asked me this question at the beginning of last year, it probably would have been Jalen Warren. But I look at Najee Harris's third season and I am very, very impressed with There was a lot of development, I think, in 2023 in terms of the way that he sees the field overall, which I think was a big issue for him, was vision. And that issue very much, I think, corrected course this year.
0: Here's the thing. I think Jalen Warren's a better player. I think he's the the player that teams are more afraid of when he gets the ball. Um, Yes, there's some mistakes here and there. I think he is the more dynamic player. We even saw against Cleveland this year, like that 75-yard run, which kind of got them back in the game. But I'm not sure it matters, Kate. Uh, within the next couple of weeks, we're going to hear if the Steelers are going to pick up the 50-year option for Najee Harris. And just knowing the Steelers, I would be shocked if they didn't. I know, I know that's probably not the smart financial move. But if and when they do that, that means that Najee Harris is going to be there through the entirety of Jalen Warren's rookie contract which probably just means it's going to nuke the value of both of these players. Like I don't think Najee or Jalen Warren are ever going to be top 20 running backs. And they're probably never going to be more than low end RB twos because they're both just going to be on the field so much. So I think Jalen Warren's rise has actually just hurt Najee Harris's dynasty value more than anything
1: else. I think both of their, their, you know, their situation, their tandem, it can be a very productive one. And I think, especially with Arthur Smith. I mean, we might be looking at this offense in 2024 and pegging them as, you know, a top five rushing offense. And I I think what we've seen from them already already puts them as one of the best one, two punches in the league, but that doesn't always translate to fantasy football production. And I talk about this all the time. There is a disconnect sometimes between the quality of production on the field versus the actual translation to fantasy football production. Because Marcus, when the Steelers are in these high value touch situations, I'm talking in the red zone inside the five. Who is it that has the ball in his hands? It's Najee Harris. It is not Jalen Warren, which I think that nukes his value. Because again, this season was already kind of the perfect I think this season went as perfect as it probably can go for Jalen Warren, barring an injury to Najee Harris. And you still didn't have a a ton of fantasy production. Like I said, RB 31 in fantasy points per game. And that was under the most ideal circumstances. I am selling Jalen Warren, even though the fact that he has climbed the ranks in dynasty, probably more than any other asset in the entire AFC North this year.
0: All right, let's transition over to other players that maybe well, not maybe definitely lost some value this season. And we're going to look at a certain running back over in Baltimore. When we get back, this episode is brought to us by our sponsor at better help. Sometimes we all need that opportunity to get something off of our chest Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who is unbiased in your life. So today I want to tell you how I really feel about something. Something that you might even be thinking about this week. This is a really weird time for sports, right? No football. Obviously, the NFL season just wrapped up. No basketball. uh, There's basketball just decides to take a week off for the NBA. Uh, We still have no baseball We need something. Uh, The sports czars out there, we need something to occupy this time. Maybe this is where we get the NFL combine to at least keep us somewhat occupied. Uh, I'm a sports junkie. Not having sports is uh, not fun. There. Now I feel a little bit better. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have much bigger problems than our favorite sports teams or not having sports on TV for five days. It's important to get some things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Just visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, hel slash locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with you local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right, Kay, this one's always tough, but what player for you lost the most dynasty value this year in the AFC North?
1: This might be a little bit of a cheat, Marcus, but I do think we need to do ourselves the, uh, I guess, maybe honor or disservice. I don't know what the better word is here, but we got to talk about Baltimore Ravens running back, J.K. Dobbins, and what is his realistic path in forward in the NFL because Marcus we've now seen two incredibly major season ending injuries for this running back and I mean Marcus health has obviously been the biggest issue how many carries and I don't know if you have JK Dobbins's stats up in front of you how many career carries uh in the regular season do you think JK Dobbins has handled
0: oh man without looking like less Total. than 250.
1: 234 career carries for J.K. Dobbins. He has had 261 career touches. But, Marcus, we already had the torn ACL, which we saw he missed an entire season for that, came back, missed some more time due to to cleanups and some nagging issues with that injury. And then just as things seemed to be looking up, and it seemed like he was playing for his future in Baltimore – Has the ruptured Achilles, which, you know, we saw Cam Akers have the the ruptured Achilles. Obviously, his career was not long for the books. Like, this is just not even anything to do with the player. This is one of the most brutal injury trajectories I can remember for any running back as talented as J.K. Dobbins. We've seen, you know, since that Achilles rupture, I mean, he was drafted inside the top 50 in dynasty startups. And since then, his value has absolutely plummeted. And I don't know from, you know, a fantasy football perspective, if I'm in a dynasty startup, I I don't think there's really any price low enough where I'm going to be investing in J.K. Dobbins at this point, given his current health status.
0: I know this one's tough because on the field, like the talent, Kate, it's unbelievable. Like he's such a good player and he's such a perfect fit in Baltimore, but I just don't see how the Ravens can justify bringing him back at any salary. I think they want to bring back back Gus Edwards. I think they really like what they saw from Keaton Mitchell. And I know he's dealing with an injury as well. I, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, I think if you're, if you're a JK Dobbins manager, you're hoping that the Ravens resign him and that he can get healthy and maybe by midway of the season he's back and having a role in this offense. But even then, I just don't trust Baltimore to use him like they did before because of the injury history. I it's really sad because, like in an alternate world, he could be a top five dynasty running back right now. I mean, he was that good his first year in the NFL. It just hasn't worked out. It's it's really, really unfortunate.
1: It is very unfortunate, but I I mean, Marcus, like a big sort of pinnacle of J.K. Dobbins career was, you know, not necessarily the the workload. He has had 15 or more carries in one, two, three, four games within his career, which that is absolutely bonkers. So like the scary part is that. Like you, you do know that he doesn't need a a massive workload to be an efficient running back. But what is scary is that he has relied so significantly on the efficiency, which we know can be impacted by these major injuries. Even if he makes his return for the, to the NFL, which I am rooting for so, so hard, especially like for all these guys, but especially for a, a player with as much talent as JK Dobbins, from a dynasty perspective, I don't think he is a smart investment. He's not a buy low for me. He's he's off, and if I can get him off my roster by again just sneaking him into a different trade as a you know kind of throwaway asset, I'm gonna try to do that. Um, another kind of a quote unquote loser that we need to talk about in this AFC North. What are we doing with Deshaun Watson? Who Marcus like buy? All right. Well, we need to get to that because I'm, I'm kind of in flux. Obviously, like the injury, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that. I do think he was, you know, obviously playing through that. He's had this shoulder injury. Um, hopefully, he's gonna be returning fully healthy here in the 2024 season. He's very safe because of that contract. The Browns have absolutely no perceivable way out unless they want to just dump. You know, they don't. There's, it, it's not it, happening.
0: It, He's their starting quarterback. Yep.
1: He's their starting quarterback. But Marcus, like my question for you is what is the upside? Because when healthy uh, and, you know, suspension aside, like nothing really has seemed to come together for Deshaun Watson. And he's kind of looked like a league average quarterback, big time throw rate, yards per attempt, completion rate, passer rating, like all of these metrics, he has ranked 33rd or below among quarterbacks. He's averaged, you know, just uh, 14.4 fantasy points per game over the past two seasons. That averages as the quarterback 26. Now we know the ceiling is top five, but are we ever going to see top five Deshaun Watson again? Because it really doesn't feel like it and I'm kind of getting sick of having this conversation literally every single offseason.
0: Yeah, I I don't think the top five upsides there. I, partly because he's just not the same runner that he used to be in Houston. He's had some injuries. And I think now sho- now. Yeah, and I think the shoulder injury is going to impact his running. I just don't think he's going to want to take off and absorb as many contacts, a, a contact as he did before. I still think he's a buy, Kate, because look at the price. Uh, it, he's being drafted around where other backup quarterbacks are being drafted, like Russell Wilson, Kenny Pickett, Joe Flacco, Trey Lance. I mean, Derek Carr's going two spots ahead of him. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It, I, uh. Cleveland's got to make this work. And I think that's one of the reasons why they moved on from Alex Van Pelt, who was their offensive coordinator this year. I don't think they thought he did a good enough job building the offense around Deshaun Watson. They bought, they've brought in some different guys to help make this offense a little bit more Deshaun Watson friendly, they're also drafting and revamping the wide receiver core. I think they're going to draft the receiver in day two this year to give him even more weapons. David Njoku broke out in the second half of the year. Um, I, I just think he's somebody for me, especially in Superflex leagues, where his value is at an all-time low. And I don't really think anything has changed. Like Cleveland isn't any closer to moving off of him, really, right? Uh, I, I actually think the last two games before he got hurt – were two of his best games with the Browns. The game against the Titans, he played awesome in. And then the game against the Ravens, he led a comeback fourth quarter victory against them. And then we found out a couple days later he was going to be out for the year with a shoulder injury. So at his price tag, QB 23, I'm buying because I think he's relatively safe with an upside of potentially top 12, maybe even top 10, because we've seen it before.
1: We've we've seen it before. And I do think that part of... Maybe like stomaching the investment in Deshaun Watson, despite some of those inefficiencies that we've seen in his time with the Browns, comes with setting a realistic ceiling for Deshaun Watson. I think once you, we had this discussion uh, with Terry McLaurin uh, just a few days ago, where we talked about, okay, so you might not be making the investment anymore in Terry McLaurin, reaching an upside of a wide receiver one season in fantasy football. Once you make your your kind of you know like I don't know you make your peace with the fact that you're not drafting him to be a wide receiver one and you recognize yep. that okay one, he's quarterback one yeah term- or no no no, sorry I was re- re- referring to our discussion oh, McCorm, McCorm. Yes, um, yep, yep. once you decide that he's not your wide receiver one it feels a lot better and I do think the same thing can be said for Deshaun Watson where if you're not expecting him to produce as your quarterback one suddenly in a super flex league or a two quarterback league, if he's your second option, that feels a lot yep. better to me and a lot more palatable. And that's the kind of pricing we're looking at in this market.
0: All right, Kay, let's talk about some running backs that we're trying to trade for in this division, this off season. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. I love the futures market. I love that you can bet on. Uh, which teams are going to be in the play-in game, who's going to make the playoffs. You can still bet on the MVP award, the most improvable award. Go check out all of those odds right now on FanDuel. Again, all you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. Every day on tomorrow's show, We are breaking down the NFC North, the biggest winners, losers, and trade targets. But let's finish up this show, okay, by talking about the players that we're going to try to acquire in Dynasty Leagues. Who are you trading for in this division?
1: All right, Marcus, I have a sneaking suspicion that we're both trying to target the same running back. And it's a guy we've talked about a few times here throughout the offseason. But I keep going back to him over and over. And when I talk about Cincinnati Bengals running back, Chase Brown, who... Yep. had a fantastic rookie season. And Marcus, you look at, you know, his ability as an athlete, ran a four, four, three, 40 yard dash. That's 86 percentile, um, 1.53 second, 10 yard split, 86 percentile. Um, he's got strength. He's got a lot of burst, at, you know, 90 plus percentile for both the vertical broad jump. Like he's a really solid athlete. And when we saw him, in this offense, in a very limited capacity, you know, former fifth round pick, he didn't get to see the field all that often behind Joe Mixon, but Marcus, like, he was the most explosive player on the field. When he was on the field, he added this dynamic element and uh, the type of athleticism that I think this team desperately needs. He's got big hands. I think he could be a really solid three down option in this offense. And when we look at the potential opportunity, I can't imagine that this team isn't considering moving on from Joe Mixon this offseason. The, you know, the consensus is they're probably going to pick up that franchise tag from T Higgins. I have to imagine that they're, they're looking at their cap situation and trying to figure out how they could cut. Joe Mixon seems like the easiest trimming of the fat, if you will.
0: And I still, my gut tells me that Joe Mixon is going to be back on a reduced deal. Uh, But maybe he takes more of a backseat this year and he's not the guy that's getting the 20 touches every single game. Uh, We talked about this with Matt Williamson a few weeks ago. I kind of feel like chase Brown has to be the focal point of the rushing attack for Cincinnati, just because they lack speed on offense. Uh, you know, We'll see if they bring back T. Higgins. But even if they do bring back T. Higgins, T. Higgins was somebody who ran a 4-6 coming out of Clemson. Tyler Boyd doesn't give you any juice really in the slot. If he even returns, they're not getting anything from their tight ends. This offense just looked a lot better when Chase Brown was in the backfield last year because he is such an explosive player. I'm going to trust that the Bengals coaching staff is going to figure that out and uh, and try to increase his workload. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to target Chase Brown in every league that I can.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think he could offer this, this position, a lot of efficiency. I mean, you look at Joe Mixon's career outside of the 2018 season, average 4.9 yards per carry. He has never once eclipsed 4.1 yards per attempt. Like there is not, you know, I I think for as much as you can look at Joe Mixon as this every down type back, I don't necessarily know that that's exactly what is going to be best for for the way he's utilized moving forward. I I think especially if you're going to bring him back. I mean, Marcus, you look at, you know, his touch totals. He ranks fourth among active running backs in total rush attempts. You look at um, you know, his total touches, fourth in career touches among active running backs, like especially if they're going to bring him back for another season, I would imagine it has to be on a, a reduced or renegotiated contract. This potential for Chase Brown to, I, I think, get in one of those complimentary roles, almost like a Tony Pollard, right, yep. to mix and Zeke. It, I, I don't think it would actually take 20 plus touches a game for a guy like Brown to actually be fantasy relevant. And you know, the, the path forward here while they're looking to make some of this cap space is, you know, go with the, the running back on a rookie deal, save some money there and, and approach the position that way. I think chase Brown could be in for a, really really exciting future in what we know is already a really good offense
0: and it doesn't cost a lot to go get him and that's the thing is i want to be trying to stack up at least at the bottom of my roster as many of these types of running backs as possible because all you do need is one of them to hit and it seems like every year kate we get two or three of these guys that end up becoming either full-time running backs in their offense or they're getting a lion's share of the touches and they don't need 20 touches a game to be fantasy relevant. Sometimes they only need 14, 15, and I, I just don't see the path being all that difficult for Chase Brown to get that type of work. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making On Dynasty Football your first listen every single day. Go check out the YouTube channel. We're very close to 1,000 subscribers. Help us get there. And Go download the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, we are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And join us tomorrow as we will break down the NFC North, uh, talking biggest dynasty winners, losers, and by uh, trade now targets. We'll see you uh, right then.